Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat on this Monday, July 11th. We're almost halfway through July already. I don't know how that's possible. My birthday's right around the corner, but I'm not going to make it about me. Well, maybe I should because it's just me again today. Michaela's homesick. Uh, She is recovering. She feels... Much, much better, but we told her to take a little bit more time. Uh, she is testing negative, so don't worry about COVID. I think she has a little bit of a bug that's been going around. So hopefully she'll be back with us tomorrow. Uh, but I did know that you were going to be missing her, our listeners, our loyal, loyal listeners. So uh, here in about 13 minutes, we're actually going to kick things off with a conversation she and I had last week uh, that involves using the restroom in a friend's home. Which one do you use? Do you, do you head to the primary restroom or do you stick to the one in the hallway? Uh, it's a it's a controversial topic for apparently for some, and uh, we're talking about it here in just a little bit. So stick around for that. It'll be your only dose of Michaela all morning long. So you better enjoy it, um, Vanessa. Yes. You know I gotta say hi to you. Good morning. You're the only other voice in the studio. How are you? Your hair looks great, and you're wearing a cute sweater. What's going on? I just felt positive this morning. Okay. So sure. I was like, I'm gonna look cute. You felt positive. <laughs> I don't know. Well, not that I don't feel positive every other day, <laughs> but I felt rested. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to wear sweats today because that's our uniform yes. for the morning show. Yeah. Sweats. I'm in athleisure wear. I wear Lululemon pants every day. Or not Lululemon. What do I wear? Aloe. Yeah. Aloe pants on a Lululemon t-shirt every single day. And Vanessa tells me I could get them for a lot cheaper at Target. Because it's true. And I have his same <laughs> outfit. I was like, I got that at Target for $30. <laughs> Mine did not cost $30. I have to take up your advice one of these days and check it out. Um, you know, yeah. I feel you. I'm very rested, too. I went to bed pretty early last night. I spent the entire day. So my my husband works. Uh, he's a television host, but he also does live streaming for Amazon, right? Amazon Live. He like products and things like that. And tomorrow and Wednesday, I believe, are Amazon Prime days. So he has we have 100 products in our home right now. It's a disaster. What does that mean? It means that they have extra special deals on those days. It's sort of like Black Friday used to be or Cyber Monday, but now Amazon does them a couple times a year to just to sell a bunch of stuff. And so he has to know about all of these products. So yesterday he was studying all day long. So I deep cleaned our entire home, everything. I was like under the entertainment center cleaning like on my hands and knees. It looks so amazing. Our place smells so good. We even have the scent from the the resort in Mexico. They have a signature scent that where we got married. We bought it and we spray it in our bedroom so it smells like we're at our you know wedding again. Ugh, kind I of love amazing. Scents. Kind of amazing. So that was I, I feel rested as well. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be a great week. Uh, let's get into some news on the beat. 
As cases of monkeypox continue to rise in the United States, vaccines are becoming hard to get for many people who were greenlit to get them. Last month, the Biden administration announced their plan to distribute about a quarter of a million doses over the next several weeks and 1.6 million by the end of the year to help supply the increasing number of people recommended to get the vaccine. The CDC now recommends that men who have had sex with multiple men in the last 14 days in cities where cases of monkeypox have been confirmed get vaccinated against the virus, as well as people who have had sexual contact with someone with a confirmed case of the disease. Uh, But in cities with high rates of infection, the limited number of vaccination appointments have been snatched up almost as quickly as they have been announced. I have a lot of friends who are in P-Town, a lot of friends in Fire Island this last week, this last weekend, and uh, and I'm sure many of them are thinking, it's time to go get a vaccine now. We had our fun. Uh, now go be safe and responsible. Uh, nearly 50% of transgender people travel outside of their state of residence to get gender-affirming genital surgery, according to a new study from the Oregon Health and Science University. The percentage uh, that percentage could increase as more states put bans against gender affirming health care for trans people in place. The study's author says uh, the study published Wednesday in the JAMA surgery uh, looked at 771 transgender patients who had a vag- uh, vaginoplasty or phalloplasty between 2007 and 2019. It found that 49% left their state of residence to get the procedure. People who lived in southern states were more likely to have to leave their home states in order to receive the surgery. Half, half of them had to leave their home states to go get surgery. That is so heartbreaking. The same thing is happening to women and their reproductive rights right now. I had a good friend, uh, Lindsay L., who was on Fox and Friends the other day performing. She's a country singer. And I saw that she was going to be on there, and I was like, that bums me out because Fox and Friends is really problematic and super conservative and very anti everything I stand for. And then she went viral because she uh, they were trying to interview her about her idol, Shania Twain, who's a good friend of hers, and said, oh, that song, man, I feel like a woman, that'd be problematic now, wouldn't it? And she goes, why? No, I don't think so. And then that she started off her show. She said, I want to give a shout out to all the women for fighting for their rights, the reproductive rights everywhere. You deserve your right. And I was like, and they were like, whoa, she's a liberal and she's a country star. And I just praised her. I think it's so cool to go out there and like be that bold um, because these stories are just heartbreaking. Yes. Right? Let's do some weather. A high of 85 in D.C. today, 80, uh, 94 in Orlando, 106 in Austin, 81 in Los Angeles. It's going to be a high of 70 today in San Francisco. And wouldn't you know it, it's a high of 115 in Palm Springs. Here's your vibe of the day. Everyone wants to live on top of the mountain, but all the happiness and growth occurs while you're climbing it. Truer words have never been spoken. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right, so Michaela's still out sick. Hopefully, she'll be back tomorrow. She's recovering at home. She's fine. She is COVID negative. We're all good. Um, but this conversation we had last week was just too good not to reshare. Uh, take a listen. All right, this one's going to divide some people. This person writes uh, to Dear Prudence, help my friend insist on using my non guest bathroom every time she comes over. This is sparking some debate. What do you do when you go to somebody's house? If, say, they have two restrooms, one is their main one, and then one is for guests, but you prefer using the main one, is that inappropriate? Totally. 
Is it inappropriate to even use the restroom at somebody's house? No. Okay, okay. Going potty is important. But, like, for example, I have a two-bedroom. And I have a guest bathroom that's not attached to any room. Then I have the main bathroom that's attached to our room. As much as we would love to say our house is spotless at all times, it's not. But I will keep the guest bathroom clean so that if guests come over, they use that. But sometimes my main bathroom is where I do my hair, my makeup, so there's things dispersed everywhere. So you will keep yourself using the guest bedroom uh, and do not try to enter my bedroom because you got to walk also through my bedroom to get to my bathroom, which also I don't mind. But if there's a clear guest bathroom right there, girl, use that one. Okay, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't let people into our main bathroom either. Like our primary, it's in our bedroom. That's weird. If 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 we have a party or something like that, and somebody needs to, I have it clean just in case. Yeah. But like Loki, we're both men, so sometimes like the, the, the you know it's, it's not the cleanest thing. It's a little messy. There's clutter. Yeah. It's junky. There's always like you're hair, living in your house. Yeah, hair in the sink from shaving. <laughs> you're trimming your beard. This is a lot, right? Um, I do know people though. My cousin, good example of this. My cousin could not use the restroom anywhere other than her home ever. Oh, I know people like that. And also so, so much so that she couldn't use the restroom when people are there either. Like we'd go there for Thanksgiving every year and she couldn't use the restroom while people were over. It's crazy to me. She gets so nervous. And her dad was the same way. I, I... Anywhere, anytime. Oh I'm my good. god! I listen to me, and I don't want to be too graphic, but I'm going over to my producer's house today, and we've been friends for s- since I was 16 years old. And I always pee with the door open, and I talk to him. <laughs> but I do that with you too. You do. You like do. I'm with my I, people. I I'm very to. comfortable, and, and nobody still, nobody has asked for still this. do it. Nobody asks for this. Nobody wants it. But I do. I'm comfortable. I still want to talk well, to you guys. How about when you lived in your old place at the beginning of the pandemic? We spent this ten was weeks. Rough. Ten weeks recording from her home. Right, and it was a 500 square foot bungalow oh with God. like five full sized adults, an entire radio studio set up from scratch every single morning, and three dogs. It was a lot, <laughs> and there were times where you have your morning coffee, you got to do what you got to do. Did you ever use yes! the restroom? Yes, and I would come. I remember coming out of there just like trying not to look you in the eyes because I would feel so terrible because like. I don't remember there being a fan either. There was just a no, little tiny there wasn't. window. There was a window. So it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> but I think that you have every right uh, to this person, every right to say, hey, feel free to use my guest room. Yeah, guest but Do you not. can't go into someone's main bathroom. No, it's just weird. It is Unless weird. you're like family, family, even then, you got to ask permission. It's just odd. I'll tell you, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell this story and I don't want it to be too graphic. Don't be too graphic, Michaela. Don't be too graphic, don't be too graphic, don't be She's too graphic. She's rethinking it in her head right now. So let's just agree. That I'm just going to, you know what? Maybe it's a it's a conversation for a different time, actually. Yeah, sure, that's fair. I just rewinded, so. Okay. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Just want to give a shout out to our listener of the day, uh, brother-in-law Jerry, once again. He's our listener of the day every day of the week, five days a week here on The Morning Beat. He just texted me a little bit ago from Northern Kentucky saying, doesn't your back hurt? And I was like, what does he mean? And then he follows it up by saying, from carrying that radio station all by yourself. Little shade towards Michaela Gordon. Uh, Jerry, uh, them's fighting words. I hope Michaela's listening right now because she will have thoughts on that. Uh, in all seriousness, though, she has carried this show so many times for me. I was out for two weeks with COVID, so she can stay home as long as she likes. Um, just a little bit of playful fun from our listener of the day, Jerry in Northern Kentucky. Uh, how about a little what's popping, Vanessa, shall we? Let's do it. I'll try to do it, uh, do it justice. 
it's usually Michaela's gig, and here it's me. So we'll see how this goes. Andy Cohen is opening up about dating life as a single dad of two. He was on Sirius XM Stern Show Summer School and uh, opened up about what it's like to now date as a single man with two small, small children. Obviously, we're talking about Benjamin and Lucy. Lucy was just born in April. Uh, Benjamin is about three, three and a half years old now. Uh, Here's what he had to say. There are two kinds of people. People that you want to date. And yes. people that people you, that you want to bang. Okay. Thank okay. you, <laughs> thank you, Rasan. <laughs> the dating thing. I have had some dates, but yeah. it's gotten in my mind more kind of emotionally chaotic because in my mind, you know, there was there was a guy that I had been dating, and I said to him at one point, "You, there's kind of a third thing in the room here as we're dating," and he said, "I know." He said, "Well, what do you think that is?" I said, "It's that I have a family." And he said, oh, no, I view that third thing is that you're famous. Oh, that's actually really, really interesting that he's I, that would. That's funny because I would have said famous, too, actually, probably, to be honest. What do you think about this? Because you don't have kids. That's true. That's true. But yeah, but I would think the fame would be a bigger hurdle to overcome, actually, because I've dated famous people and it's not it's not an easy thing. And so I, I would have guessed the same thing, probably. Although I was, I was the child of divorced parents. So, and as were you, correct? Or your, your mom was single. <laughs> yeah. Your mom was single. You lost your father at yeah. a young age. Um, but your mom was single. Did she bring a lot of guys around the house? She had she had a couple of boyfriends. Okay. And every time, I never liked her boyfriends. Yeah. So I understand what he's saying. Like that, the third thing for him is like that. I have a family. It's a big one. Now, do not bring your. If for the single people that have kids, as a kid who had a single mom that brought boyfriends around, do not bring them around until you're 100% sure. Because trust me, the kids do not like the boyfriend yeah, I gotta or girlfriend. I got to ask my mom if she ever dated anybody between my dad and my stepdad because I don't think, I don't remember meeting anyone. I remember meeting my dad. My dad had one girlfriend I remember meeting. She was nice. Um, I enjoyed her, but then she kind of disappeared. But I don't remember my mom ever dating anyone. It is interesting, though, to see Andy Cohen uh, sort of evolve into like he was a daddy now he's just a dad <laughs> like he's just a dad now the weekends in fire island maybe a little bit less frequent uh but i love that he's being open and honest about having a relationship uh, while while being a parent to two young ones gotta be kind of tricky i have a dog named kingston and for that reason alone i've stayed i decided just to marry my husband i said listen i don't have enough energy or time to go find somebody new so you're gonna have to do the morning B. channel q your love may be a hallucination, but I'm very much not, I promise you. I am here. Uh, I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. Michaela Gordon, on the other hand, a bit of a hallucination. She's still not here. She's more of a mirage, really, uh, an image, an idea of someone that we remember somewhere in our psyche uh, who will hopefully return to us very soon. She's out sick. <laughs> She's been home sick for a couple of days. Uh, she spent the weekend recovering. No COVID. She's testing negative, which is fantastic news. Uh, but there's a bit of a bug going around, so we think she probably caught that. She also really works hard. So I think she was just a little bit run down. So hopefully she will join us again tomorrow. Vanessa, do you love just sitting here in this room all alone with me every day? I like it. <laughs> but I also love having Michaela around. Yeah, you better you better get it right because she's probably listening. She's taking notes. Michaela, we love you. Yeah, we love you so much. We it's, need that comedy relief. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Vanessa just said, you're not funny. Just kidding. I'm laughing. Do you want to do news on the beat for me, Vanessa? Do you want to do them all? 
Yeah, today on the news, everything's bad. <laughs> everything's bad. I do want to remind you, though, coming up in about 12 minutes, though, this is actually good. It's Money Mondays, and we're going to be joined by a financial expert talking to us about financial literacy and why it is so, so important to our community. Um, you know, banking historically has not been the kindest to anybody who's not cis, het, white. Uh, and, and and if you fall into those categories, you're going to want to tune into this Money Mondays here in just a moment. Let's do some news on the beat. The United Nations Human Rights Council Thursday adopted four new resolutions, including one in which it extends the mandate of the independent expert on protection from violence and discrimination related to sexual orientation and gender identity for three more years. This year's resolution marks the first time that the Human Rights Council adopted a resolution explicitly condemning legislation that criminalizes consensual same-sex conduct and diverse gender identities and called on states to amend uh, discriminatory legislation and combat violence on the grounds of sexual orientation and gender identity. This is all according to a press release from the ILGA World and other international LGBTQ rights organizations. It's fantastic. They extended this for three years. Why three years? Like, why not indefinitely? When they make a good rule, they should always be like, this is a good thing. Yeah, forever. This is the rule. It's just it. Like, from now on. You know what what always gets me? Whenever somebody's the president, they always say, we, I, we're going to do this. We're going to accomplish this in 10 years. And I'm like, well, you can only ever be president for eight. So why does everybody, like, they say, like, climate change. We're going to get, I don't know, emissions are going to be under check by the year 2030. I'm like, okay, well, that's not now. Okay, 2030. 2032. Like, wow, wow. Why does that make sense? Give me something you're going to do in the next four years. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Politicians all do that. It drives me crazy. So extend this forever. Let's move on. Utah's Brigham Young University is under investigation after it ended gender-affirming speech therapy for trans students earlier this year. The Mormon-based institution in Provo, Utah, discontinued the services in February, part of a master's program in speech-language pathology, after determining that transgender people using it to modify their voices to align with their gender identities wasn't consistent with church guidelines to, quote, counsel against social transition. This is according to Shireen, uh, C. Shane Reese, the university's academic vice president. The church defines social transitioning as changing one's dress or grooming or name or pronouns to present oneself as other than his or her sex assigned at birth. Brigham Young, problematic AF every year. Like it never changes. They're just problematic. Let's do another story, shall we? It will soon be illegal in Arizona to film law enforcement activity within eight feet of a police officer. Governor Doug Ducey this week signed into law a bill that supporters say will protect police officers from harm. The law will take effect in September. People can face misdemeanor charges if they film within eight feet of an officer, uh, questioning a suspicious person, conducting an arrest, issuing a summons or enforcing the law, or if that officer is handling an emotionally disturbed or disorderly person who is exhibiting abnormal behavior. Eight feet sounds reasonable to me. Do you know what I mean? Like eight feet, you can still collect things on social media, put it out there if if an officer's doing wrong, but you're not going to get in the way of them doing their job because by and large, most police officers are good. They're mostly doing their jobs. So I think this is a good compromise. It still gives you the chance to like catch somebody doing something bad without getting too close. And you don't want to be unsafe yourself. 
But if you're getting arrested, you know, have you seen those videos of guys like they just get pulled over and they start filming just in yeah, case? Can that's you do that? A, that's really an interesting question. Can you can you film yourself? Yeah, because that's like, yeah, because that's less inches. than eight feet. <laughs> yeah. My my arms are about eight feet long, pretty tall. But for most people like you, yeah. that's like a, like a eight inches away. You've really short arms. Yeah, I'm really short. T Rex arms. It's okay. They're I'm really short people. They're really really cute. Let's do a little bit of weather. It's a high of 85 today in D.C., 94 in Orlando, 106 in Austin, 81 here in Los Angeles, uh, 70 in San Francisco. And wouldn't you know it, 115, 115 in Palm Springs. Stay cool in Palm Springs. Stay hydrated. Here's a vibe for you. Everyone wants to live on top of the mountain, but all the happiness and growth occurs while you're climbing it. Climb that mountain. Climb every mountain. What was, the, what was your name? Maria Von Trapp? If you're a wood, uh, Wait, what? Are you trying to sing Sound of Music right now? No. Climb no. every mountain. Okay, that's all the singing I'll do. I won't bore you. Money Monday is next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Money makes the world go around, the world go around, the world It go around. sure does. Money makes the world go around. It's time for another round of Money Mondays. Uh, and here to help explain why financial literacy is a queer issue is the host of Bad With Money. It's a podcast you need to be listening to if, if you're interested in getting your finances in order. Also, their newest piece, Stimulus Wreck, is now available on Scribd. Uh, please welcome to the program, Gabby Dunn. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you so much for making time for us, you New York Times <laughs> bestselling author. No big deal. Um, it's really fascinating, and I, and, and I love your work so much because it really breaks down how our financial institutions were set up uh, to benefit not necessarily our community uh, or people of color or women. Um, and and why, why is that so important for members of our community to understand, and how do we do something about it? I think there's a lot of shame around money, and there's a lot of judgment, and people internalize it. Uh, and they don't share with their friends, they don't share with their family or their chosen family, mm. um, when those people could be really good resources. Everyone's taught to just keep it to yourself, and it's a taboo topic, um, and don't reach out. In all other aspects of queer community, we reach out to each other. But in this, we, we tend to not, because society at large has told us not to. Um, and so there are specific needs for people in our community that don't get talked about at all, because the larger money media doesn't doesn't care about trans health care, doesn't care about, you know, the ways that queer couples have children or um, the ways that in which financial institutions discriminate against queer people all the time, whether in big or small ways. Um, everyone just kind of feels out on a boat by themselves uh, instead of like sharing resources and information with which with each other, which we're kind of known to do as a community, but somehow not with money. <laughs> it is really interesting. I feel like use of the word shame um, uh, and sort of embarrassment come to mind. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so we are so good at supporting each other in some ways, but I feel like there's this always like, I think when you're an other, what happens mm-hmm. sometimes is you feel like, you're in competition with every other other out there to try to like mm-hmm. hold hold space in the world, right? And mm-hmm. I found myself at times because I'm sort of in the public eye. I've been on TV for years, and if you if you Google my name and you Google net worth, <laughs> it says I'm worth like eight million dollars or something ridiculous, which is, could not be further from the truth, right? <laughs> like on any given day, if I have eight dollars in my account, I'm thrilled. Um, mm-hmm. So so there does come a feeling of like. 
every now and then I'm like, oh, I love these people. We just met this cool couple or this, these new friends. We can invite them over for game night. But I still live in an apartment because it's L.A. and everything's expensive. And then you, mm-hmm. I sort of feel the shame. Like, well, they probably live in a mansion. Uh, <laughs> but they might not is what you're saying. Like, we might all be in the same boat, actually. And we probably are. And we need to talk about it. Yeah, we just need to talk to each other. I mean, studies have shown that uh, the people in your immediate community, whether that's neighbors or people that are in a similar, um, come from a similar background as you racially or um, in terms of queerness, uh, those are the people that will have the best resources for you, especially people in your neighborhood, because it's you're living in the same place. You must be able to at least afford to live in the same area. Um, but we're, you know, we don't talk to our neighbors uh, or we don't, you know, especially we don't talk to our friends in our same groups about money. Although I have seen some really wonderful communities pop, like pop up around black women in particular. Mm. Uh, and they've been really getting much better at sharing at, at resources and like creating these groups. And there's been like a big uptick in particularly trans financial advisors. I mean, I mean, I say big, I mean, like there's now like four, but, right, right. but like, it's actually great. It's, the people that will have the best advice for you are honestly like the people that if you can seek out a fi- financial advisor, if you can seek out a friend that you look up to, or if you can seek out someone who is very similar to you, um, then that's the person that will probably have the best advice for you. I, I think it's so fascinating because black women in particular, just they just have such a, a level of support for, e- for each other because they've been so mm-hmm. so poorly supported by the rest of the world at large that they are mm-hmm. able to come together when, when need be and support themselves or support black men or whatever the case may be. With queer people, sometimes I feel like we just drop the ball sometimes, um, even though we're looking out, you know, for each other in other ways. I feel like financially we kind of drop the ball. What are like two or three actions that people can take right now uh, to get themselves into a better understanding uh, of queer finance and financial literacy? Yeah, the intersectionality of, of race um, and class and uh, queerness are all at play for a lot of different groups. Uh couple of things. I mean, I went through, my first thing was I went through my bank statements uh, and it was really difficult. And I want to tell people who are doing that, like, give yourself the space to be emotional about it. Give yourself the space. I cried for like three days. Give yourself the space to be like, this is really hard because it's, it is hard. Um, And facing like what all of your debts are or what all, you know, what all is going on for you. Like, Seeing the numbers can be very uh, triggering and awful. So just do, you need to do that, but give yourself the space to be like, this is going to be uh, hard for me. Um, and don't judge yourself for feeling like it's getting to you emotionally. Um, the second thing I would say is, you know, there's three prongs that I talk about in the book, Stimulus Rec. One is helping yourself now. One is helping yourself from the, for the future. And one is helping your community. Um, so the second thing I would say is just like ask around your, with your friends, you know, if you're thinking of, for me, I was thinking of consolidating my loans and I asked, um, around to a bunch of different friends, have you ever done that? And I got some good, like firsthand experiences. I mean, truly the same way that I would, I would ask about top surgery, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would see which of my friends have had it, what's going on. Um, and then the third thing, uh, I would say is 
look at if you have loans, look at the interest rates. That mm. was the big one mm. where I had these loans, but I didn't, I, I assumed that, that they were all equal based on, or they, I had to pay them off based on what was the most expensive one. Really, the best way to pay them off was to go by the interest rate. I had a smaller loan, but it had like a 14% interest rate, whereas, and that was one that I, I chose to focus on. Um, and I put them in order, you know, of what was most important. That's such great um, advice. And then, Ooh. Yeah. I mean, there's so many resources out there. If you want a budget, honestly, like Tiffany Oliche, the budget Nisa is amazing. Um, you can find, like, now because of social media and, and Instagram largely, I mean, you can find someone with great advice for, for everything that you're looking for. Well, I will tell you this. I got married uh, two or three weeks ago now. I've been married for about... Oh my yeah, God, congrats. About, thank you, about three weeks. And uh, we went over budget about five different times on our wedding. <laughs> uh, and we had most of it paid for, but we did dip into the credit cards a little bit towards the end. And I'm supposed to sit down at any moment now, I should have done this two weeks ago, and go through my mm-hmm. go through my credit card statements and let my husband know where we are. I've avoided it. I've tried to stay in the love bubble for as long as I can, but I think three weeks out is a good amount of time. I'm going to do it today. Thank you so much for the motivation. <laughs> Gabby Dunn, New York Times bestselling author. Pick up a copy of Stimulus Wreck available on Scribd. That is S-C-R-I-B-D. Uh, thank you. We hope you join us again soon. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Congrats on your wedding. Thank you. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Vanessa, who sang that song? Go ahead and say it on the oh air. Oh, my God. That was Jesse Regis. Uh the disco remix. Disco. I had. I, I just, said disco. I just had to teach our producer Vanessa what a disco was, short for discotheque. Fun story. My first time ever going to a discotheque. I was 18 years old, and my mother took me to Playa del Carmen, Mexico, for my 18th birthday, and uh, I fell in love with one of the male dancers. I can't. I think his name was like Rodrigo or something. He was gorgeous. He was like he showed off his hairy chest. He was tan. He wore like 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 feathery like silky sleeves with multicolored. And I thought it was just the hottest thing in the entire world. And my gate, eight, like a bird. eighteen year old butt, was like living for him for a whole week. 
And we used to go to the discotheque every single night and drink tequila because you're allowed to do that in Mexico when you're a teenager. <sighs> a little trip down memory lane for you. How about this one? Uh, being intentionally rude to your neighbors. Are you nice to your neighbors or do you ignore them? Vanessa, do you, are you friends with any of your neighbors? I um, I honestly don't want to be friends with my neighbors. Got I, want, it. I don't. I don't like to small talk. You hate them. Perfect. I hate, no, I don't hate them. <laughs> I just don't like to small talk with strangers. Well, what if? But doesn't small talk lead to real talk eventually? Isn't everybody every conversation start with small talk? No, with strangers is small talk always. Okay, so 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 your 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 boo thing. You know, it's a complicated relationship you're in right now, but you do live with someone. Yeah. Uh, so when the two of you met, how did that conversation start? Was it small talk? Because I think it was probably st- just, started as small talk. I don't like to do small talk with people that I'm not interested in. Okay, my neighbors. And if they're listening, I'm sorry. I well, just don't like to talk. I got close to two neighbors in my entire life where I live now. And Miss Schaefer died last year. She was in her 90s. May she rest in peace. Loved her. And then our, our the girls who lived right next door to us, which I thought were really sweet, they moved. So now I don't want to know anybody anymore. Exactly. I, I can't get emotionally involved. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Um, however, this woman is being backed for being purposely unfriendly to her new neighbor. Oh, gosh. Am I the a-hole? It's another round of am I the a-hole from Reddit. This could be Michaela, to be honest. Okay? So um, so this person, they go by the name Oddbag408. Now, they're not the first person to be approached by a nosy neighbor. According to the Nosy Neighbor Survey conducted by Homes.com, people all across the country are forced to deal with intrusive neighbors. Some respondents even admitted to being nosy themselves. So roughly 73% of those surveyed admitted to peeking through their blinds to see what their neighbors were up to. This is wild. Um, So this woman explained that she and her husband live near the edge of their housing complex. Neither of them are very social. They keep to themselves. Uh, The rest of the people in their area tend to do so as well. They all kind of keep to themselves. So two days ago, she received a knock at the door. She answered, thinking a package had been arrived. When she opened the door... She found her new neighbor staring back at her. She introduced herself as the new neighbor and started talking a mile a minute. She told me that she has three children, was a stay-at-home mom, uh, was new to the area, and some other stuff that I don't really remember, this woman says. Then she started peppering me with questions and seemed to get more and more disappointed as I answered. answered. She asked if I had children. I do not. Uh, Did we plan on having children? The answer to that was also no. Do I know any of the social activities in the area? She said no. Do I uh, know any local mom groups? She was confused by that question because she's not a mom. So she said, no. Do I ever babysit? This woman goes on and on and on. So she thanks her politely, but was honest and told her I didn't seem like we had much in common. And I couldn't really see us being friends, but that I was sure she could find a good mom group at the playground towards the center of the neighborhood. This woman got very upset. Asked if my husband was a, as big of an a-hole as I was and thought for a moment then said, yeah, she stomped off. She's mad. Who's the a-hole? Honestly, she came in like intensely. Came wanting, in hot. She came in hot. Yes. Like if you don't want a, fr- a new friend, you don't want a new friend. No way. I do this not like people who can't understand boundaries. Exactly. Drives me crazy it's similar to the conversation we had recently about sitting at a bar or on on an airplane Michaela and I had that conversation last week like do you talk to the person next to you generally speaking I don't want that person talking to me every now and then maybe right you might have a nice moment but sometimes people get on planes and they get uncomfortable and they just start yapping because they're nervous well I don't want to listen to you yap for five hours while I fly cross country 
any more than I want my neighbor to randomly knock on my door. I'm not big on that. Where I grew up, it was a little bit more acceptable. In Ohio, small town, we don't even lock our doors at night. I think they do now, maybe. But when I was growing up, we didn't. We left the keys in the car in the driveway. That's how safe we all felt, right? People would come up to your door all the time. No big deal. My mom would panic and freak out because the house was always a little bit messy and that would make her upset. But we weren't upset that people came to our door. Here in Los Angeles, I'm like, eh, exactly. I don't, I don't need to know you. Uh, I'm good. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, the importance of trans model representation. We've got Cece Asuncion, uh, out and proud gay Filipino man who is the founder of Slay Model Management, the world's top trans modeling agency based here in Los Angeles, joining us to talk about this. This is really fantastic. You know, I was watching uh, over the weekend, I was looking, and I think Paris Fashion Week has been going on, right? And Gigi Good walked for like Balenciaga or Balmain or one of like the major houses. And we're seeing so much more of that. Rihanna and her Savage X Fenty show every year has trans representation. It's stunning. A uh, good friend of mine, Isis King, was in, I think, volume one or two and just, just slayed the house down. Uh, it's super, super cool to see that we're living in this era now where when I grew up, honestly, America's Next Top Model was only like cis females for the longest time. And I remember them adding male models to that show and that being like a big controversy it was like a big shake-up uh let alone trans representation which i think yeah. is so fantastic uh so we're going to be talking uh to cc asuncion As- asuncion is that how is I, say- it? I would say asuncion okay okay but lot, you know i don't know a lot, lot of spanish things. words today so uh really a tricky day for you know you know here's the thing here's the thing about vanessa god bless her Born in Colombia, raised here in the United States. I still don't know words. Still doesn't know words. And she'll be like, the easiest last name will be like Smith, and she'll get it wrong. But then somebody will have like this really complicated name that she recognizes because of her Latin roots. And she's like, oh yeah, that's simple. And makes us seem like we're just complete idiots every day. I love it. I love it. Speaking of idiots, Michaela Gordon is still out. She's not here right now. That idiot friend of mine. I'm just kidding. I love her. Uh, she'll be back hopefully tomorrow. She's recovering. Uh, from, she's been a little under under a the weather. Flu, a co- I, think. I think it's a, co- a common flu or yeah. cold. Yeah, she's testing negative for COVID. So she will be back hopefully tomorrow. Uh, right now, I'm trying to hold it down on my own. Thank you so much for hanging in there and supporting me. Uh, let's get into some news on the beat, shall we? Okay. Nearly... Uh, of transgender people travel outside of their state of residence to get gender-affirming genital surgeries, according to a new study from Oregon Health and Science University. The percentage could increase as more states put bans on gender-affirming health care for trans people into place. The study published on Wednesday looked at 771 transgender patients who had a vaginoplasty or phalloplasty between 2007 and 2019. It found that 49% left their state of residence to get the procedure. People who lived in southern states were more likely to have to leave their home states in order to receive the surgery. Now, I teased this just a moment ago. This is really interesting, but might not be as bad as it sounds. It'll soon be illegal in Arizona to film law enforcement activity within eight feet of a police officer. Governor Doug Ducey this week signed into law a bill that uh, supporters say will protect police officers from harm. It takes effect in September. People can face misdemeanor charges if they film within eight feet of an officer who might be questioning a suspicious person conducting an arrest or 
handling an emotionally disturbed or disorderly person. Uh, so you brought up an interesting point, though, and we got to look into this a little bit further to find the legalities of this. But eight feet to me sounds reasonable because that way you're not interfering with what what most good police officers are doing, right? And you're still able to capture them on camera. They're not saying you can't record them on your phones. However, what if you get pulled over? Oftentimes we see so many, unfortunately, stories of, of people of color in particular getting pulled over by police officers and immediately hitting record on their phone to protect themselves, right? And that they can't get that phone eight feet away to record. Are they allowed to record? I think it's an interesting, interesting thing to look into, Vanessa. You brought up a really good point earlier. Um, so we'll, we'll find out and we'll uh, get, get you up to date on that. Monkeypox, as everyone's scared right now, and as cases of monkeypox continue to rise in the United States, vaccines are becoming hard to get for many people who were greenlit to get them. Last month, the Biden administration announced their plan to distribute about a quarter of a million doses over the next several weeks and 1.6 million by the end of the year to help supply the increasing number of people recommended to get the vaccine. The CDC now recommends that men who have had sex with multiple men in the last 14 days in cities where cases of monkeypox have been confirmed get vaccinated against the virus, as well as people who have had sexual contact with someone with a confirmed case of the disease. But in the cities with the highest rates of infection, the limited number of vaccination appointments have been snatched up almost as quickly as they have been announced. So everybody in New York City or Boston over on the East Coast coming home from Fire Island or P-Town, uh, your little vacations, I'm very jealous. You all look like you're having a great time out there. Uh, might be time to look into a monkeypox vaccine just to be safe. Better to be safe than sorry. I'm sure we'll be talking about this more in What the Health uh, later on this week. Uh, it doesn't seem like monkeypox is going anywhere anytime soon. Let's get into a little bit of weather. It's a high of 85 in our nation's capital today. 94 in the capital of fun, Orlando. Theme parks everywhere. Have you ever been? No. Oh, it's wild. Miami. It's a wild. It's sort of like Las Vegas, but for families. Just as trashy. So much fun. It's a blast. I love Orlando. Uh, 106 in Austin, 81 here in Los Angeles, 70 in San Francisco. Not bad. I know you love San Francisco. Best city. Ah, uh, come on. 115 in Palm Springs. I think I should give a moment, give a shout out to all of our listeners in San Francisco, though, because I drag you sometimes. I just don't like the weather that much. On 1550 AM or Alice 97.3 FM HD2, we do love you. Here's a vibe for you. Everyone wants to live on top of the mountain, but all the happiness and growth occurs while you're climbing it. You got to stay present. Live in the moment. Don't go anywhere. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. You know, on our show, we try to uh, share all perspectives and, and give balanced information, entertaining stories. And oftentimes, unfortunately, uh, our stories are about trans women being targeted, and they are, uh, and we need to protect them. We're also talking about a lot of anti-trans bills that are coming up in Republican states across the country. It's a lot of bad news, right? Uh, but there are some silver linings, and one person in particular is helping to make that silver lining more of a reality for trans models. Uh, he's an out and proud gay Filipino man who is the founder of Slay Model Management, the world's top trans modeling agency based right here in Los Angeles. Please welcome to the program, Cece Asuncion. Cece, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're super excited. Like we've, we've been trying to talk to you for a while and the schedules haven't worked out just yet. But um, talk to us a little bit about what sort of put you in the headspace of even like creating an, a modeling agency specifically for, for trans models. 
Well, Flame Model Management opened in 2015, so we've been doing this for quite a while. Um, I'd like to think we're part of the movement that has changed things when it comes to representation, diversity, and media. Um, I am still a TV producer, and I started as a documentary filmmaker. Um, in 2012, I did a documentary called What's the Tea? Mm. And I just met an amazing, amazing community within the trans community and um, who are all friends of mine now. And, you know, I'm, I'm 46 and I grew up with the supermodels and I always just thought to myself, why not? They're just as beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah, they are absolutely just as beautiful. And uh, speaking of supermodels, there are so many now. Like, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm friends with Isis King. She's been on my podcast. She's fantastic. Yeah, right? she's, yeah. She's one of the names that, like, jump out at you when you when you think of trans models, right? But there are so many mm-hmm. others. And what does it mean when you see opportunities like like Rihanna, for instance, uh, putting trans yeah. representation in Savage X Fenty fashion show, Volume 1, 2, and 3. We're seeing Gigi Good this weekend walking runways in Paris, Fashion Week. You know, wh- wh- how big is it that, like, major celebrities are actually getting behind this and supporting? It's really great. I mean, like, Savage X Fenty is actually a client of ours. So, um, and Isis was with me for a while, um, and we're still friends. Love it. So it's, it's very important just because... They need to be seen. Mm. They are not invisible members of this community. They've been around for years and years and years. And sometimes it's counterproductive when, you know, when, when fashion or when media highlights too much the whole, oh, we're using the first trans model. Mm-hmm. And then seasons after, they don't come back. That's what I love about Rihanna because she just does the work without really talking about it. Yeah, it's not like a month of June, all of a sudden she's out there supporting their community and then disappears the other 11 months like so many other other companies. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of performative when it comes to that. Like I appreciate all the other companies who we work with mm-hmm. who highlight our models just because they're models. And, you know, I try to remind uh, the models who are with Slay that they're models first. They just happen to be trans. Do you, do you just represent trans women or men as well? Um, I have a couple of trans men as well. I do. Okay, because I'm going to tell you, I see Leith Ashley at the gym all the time. We've, we've known each other. We've yeah. met each other in circle, and he is hot as all get out. Uh, you do so- know that I rep... I rep Leith, right? Okay, see, I didn't know this either. See, there you go. You literally are the best of the best. I'm curious, though, because so my best friend in the world, uh, she is Filipino. Uh-huh. No, she's Filipina. And she just uh-huh. she lives in Portugal now. She just flew in for my wedding three weeks ago. That's how much she loves me. Congratulations. Thank you. She's, she's fantastic. But I do know that in the Filipino community, mm-hmm. homosexuality not always, you know, is sometimes frowned upon. How has the reaction been in your family and your friend circles as you kind of take the chart this sort of uncharted path? You know what? Honestly, I, I'm. it's funny that you mentioned this because I'm actually headed to the Philippines after 22 years of being out of the motherland. Oh. Um, I migrated to New York when I was like 19. So it's been a while. Um, I've been very lucky. Mm. My mother is quite progressive. She got divorced in the 80s and had a lot of work done on her face. And that was like (laughs) something that you don't talk about. Sure. Um, Honestly, I didn't really care because I knew at home my family loved me. Mm. Um, And I'm very conscious that not everyone is afforded the same thing. Um, In fact, you know, we're actually expanding Slay Model Search Asia. Um, 
And I'm very excited about that. That's one of the reasons why I'm headed to Manila um, in oh. two weeks. Oh, I love that. I lo- How does it feel to, because I can only relate in that I grew up in a small town in Ohio. And I remember mm-hmm. going home three years ago for the first ever small town pride that they hosted in uh-huh. my hometown. They asked me to come home and speak. And, and I was like, that made me feel special. It made me feel like I'm yeah. somebody. How, how do you feel going back to the homeland after 22 years as an out and proud gay Filipino man who is who's doing something so iconic? Uh, does it give you pride? Are you anxious? Are you excited? How are you feeling? Um, I'm excited. Mm. I really am excited from a personal standpoint. However, I am looking forward to meeting all the trans uh, model hopefuls who are part of Slay Model Search Asia because I can celebrate my personal wins, but I know on a day-to-day basis they still get misgendered mm. um, or they're treated like clowns in the media. Um, it's my job to remind people that they are marketable, they're employable, and most of all, they're, you know, here's the thing. It's like all of them are some People forget there's someone's sister, there's someone's daughter, Mm -hmm. there's someone's girlfriend or wife. All the roles that cisgender women play, trans women play too. Yeah. So I'm excited, but I know there's a lot of work to be done. Um, There's a lot of beauty in Asia. Mm -hmm. But I'm also headed to Mexico City because we've also started Slay Model Search Latin America. So we're oh, expanding. I love that. I got married in Mexico three weeks ago. It's one of my favorite places in the world. And they, my, Is it not the most beautiful? It's so stunning. And we introduced it to so many of our family. My dad, 70 years old, has never left the United States. He got his passport to come down there and have the time of his life. I wish you nothing uh, nothing but the best. I also travel throughout Asia a lot and absolutely love it. Uh, super, super grateful for all the work you're doing. If if we do have listeners right now who have been maybe like interested in the idea of, of modeling and they happen to be trans, where do they find you? Um, go to slaymodels.com or find me at slaymodelsla or at Yet Asuncion. That's Y-E-T-A-S-U-N-C-I-O-N. Thank you so much for being here and for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. Like, everything that you do helps. Yes. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Come on, Rosala. You better sing it. Everybody is free to feel good or to feel whatever they want to feel. Yes. We hope you're having a fantastic Monday so far. We're having a great show here. The morning beat. Smooth sailing. No hiccups whatsoever, Vanessa, right? Everything's great. We're starting now. <laughs> starting, starting now. That's, that's the most accurate thing I've ever heard in my life. You just totally dragged me, and I love it. Uh, Michaela is out sick. Uh, she is testing negative, so no worries there. There is a bit of a bug going around, though, in Los Angeles right now that is not COVID-related, so hopefully that's it. She's starting to get a little bit better. Hopefully she'll be able to join us again tomorrow. For now, though, you're stuck with me. Like it or leave it. No, don't leave it. Just stay. Because we have a really great show. We still have more show coming up, don't we, Vanessa? We do. We've worked really hard for this. How about this one? Do you forgive and forget? Or um, are you one of those people who holds on to grudges forever? How about you? What type of person are you? Oh, you're a grudge holder. I can tell by the way you reacted. Uh, no, if, if I don't care for you, the best thing that I do is I forget about you. Uh, I don't forgive. It's more like I forget you. I don't think about you. I feel like that's worse. Yeah, you're you're cold. I always say that I tend to stick around relationships in my past longer than I should, but when I'm done, I'm done. 
Exactly. Like if you push me to the point where you've disrespected me and and hurt me to, so much that I can't like I I don't go back. I might check out their Instagram from time to time, but I don't go back. <laughs> so this is interesting. So a family rejects their queer child, um, and obviously that that has a lot of harm. And this 28 year old is no exception. Uh, who's still facing familial troubles after his parents kicked him out of their house at the age of 15, 13 years ago. He extended relative, uh, his extended relatives have expressed hurt over not being invited to his gay wedding. But he says because they weren't supportive of him in his teen years, he didn't invite them and shouldn't feel guilt over it now. Now, they kicked him out for having a boyfriend when he was 15 years old. 15 years old. You start to have boyfriends and girlfriends. That's what normal people do. And though he briefly stated his boyfriend's family's house afterward, the disowned teenager's aunt and uncle refused to let the teen stay at their house because they didn't want to pick sides in the family fight, they called it. The aunt also worried that the teen's mother would feel hurt if she replaced her as a mom. Well, that's your first mistake. So what do you do? Didn't invite him to his wedding. And this brings up all sorts of emotions for me because I have a sister who is my only full-blooded sibling on the planet. We've been through everything together. And... In recent years, she has come back to, I guess, Christ, religion, I don't know, and all of a sudden has a very, very different viewpoint on me, right? I thought we had cleared things up. We worked some things out. She took me out to dinner last year for my birthday last summer, and just like she did five years prior, another time she took me out for my birthday, she decided to go all in on religion on me. It started off with QAnon and, and Donald Trump and child sex trafficking and somehow pivoted to me and my wedding. Now, I was so excited to tell her about the details of our wedding because we had just gotten back from picking our location, and I just wanted to tell her everything. I was so excited. So I'm telling her, you know, about how great it's going to be. Our families are going to be together in Mexico. It's going to be so beautiful. And she starts crying and telling me that she couldn't come to my wedding because she'd be crying tears, not of joy, but of sorrow because I'm living in sin, and this is God has bigger for me. So she couldn't come to my wedding. And it, it was hard. For about nine months, I struggled going back and forth trying to figure out, do I create space? Um, how do we move past this? Certain family members thought that we should invite her because it was the right thing to do and because I do what I always do and I, I forgive and I step up and I, I, I water under the bridge. But I think a lot of queer people do that too often. And I think that you're absolutely okay to not invite your family to this wedding. Uh, it is your wedding. Nobody else gets to dictate how you celebrate or who you choose to invite. Some family members of mine did not get invited. They feel a certain way about it. I don't care. We had the time of our lives. Uh, and my sister never reached out once. I've been married for three weeks. She has still not reached out. She tried to tell my mom that she was upset that I didn't invite her to the wedding. And I said, how on earth are you going to be upset when you're the one who told me you couldn't come anyways? So sometimes family's just wrong. And just because, uh, you know, that whole idea of blood is thicker than water, not always the case. And, and you have every right to do exactly what you did. I, I hope you and your partner, your husband, have a long and happy marriage. And if family can't get on board, that's on them. Tell me something good. I'll tell you something good. This is pretty cool. A mosque in Berlin has become the first to fly the rainbow flag. Um, well, they said it's uh, it, it's a safe place for people who are different, so they can too experience the spiritual side of their lives. Uh, this happened on July first, which I love it. It was the day after Pride. 
Um, the rainbow flag was unfurled in front of a small audience. And and they said that uh, one of the leaders from the church, or from the mosque, I'm so sorry, from the mosque said that, you know, we've got to do more. We've got to create safe spaces for, you know, LGBTQ plus people to feel safe to explore their their spirituality and, and religion. Uh, and it shouldn't just be bars and nightclubs where they feel safe. Uh, this is also the same mosque that uh, they have like they completely banned burqas so women uh, in in their mosque in their congregation do not wear them at all hijabs also uh, very not common they're not required so it's a very progressive uh very progressive mosque their saying is love is halal meaning uh, it's permissible in islamic law which i think is really cool because a lot of times other faiths get such bad reputations uh, when we all know that Christianity is problematic AF, so uh, they've all got a lot to do, a lot to learn. This is a step in the right direction. I love it. I also love this story. A gay soccer player appears on the cover of Men's Health magazine. Uh, Josh Cavallo, or is it Cavallo, perhaps? It's a double L. Yeah, it's Cavallo. Cavallo. I, saw, <laughs> I, saw, I looked over my little Colombian producer, and I was like, well, I missed that in Spanish. Uh, who came out as gay in 2021. I discussed his coming out experience and overcoming homophobia. Uh, Josh is a good-looking dude. He's an openly gay Australian professional soccer player, uh, and this is a big deal. On the cover of Men's Health, not just on the cover, but also kind of shirtless a little bit, and his name in big letters uh, men's health traditionally very very hetero cis straight and i love that we're starting to see queer representation in these spaces because guess what gay athletes are everywhere trans athletes queer athletes we're all over the place so acknowledge us and pretend like we don't exist and while we're at it get britney griner out of prison in russia how about that part too uh she was a big topic this weekend at the wnba all-star game uh, all eyes are on Joe Biden to see what he can pull off, if they can make a, make a deal and get her home safely. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on that as well. We want to thank you so much for another fantastic show. You know, Michaela was not here, but I'm doing my best. She will hopefully be back tomorrow. Uh, she's feeling much, much better. Also, want to give a, a special thank you to our guests to help me, who helped me get through the show today, Gabby Dunn and Cece Asuncion. Uh, talking to us about the importance of trans models uh, and also uh, Money Mondays was fantastic today. We hope you enjoyed it. If you missed anything, head over to wearechannelq.com listen to our show as a podcast. Right now, though, we have three hours of specially curated music just for you, followed by Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan and a nightcap with Dr. Chris Donahue and Loveline later on tonight. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 